It's time to be heard. It's time to stand up and be counted. It's time for One Too Many Voices with your host, Love Scopes author and father of all things One Too, Mark Husson. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of One Too Many Voices. This is a special Gemini show as we have done what have we done? Aries, Taurus, now Gemini. I think we've even done a Pisces show and an Aquarian show. So we're kind of rolling right along. It's exciting because we're back to another set of air signs. And it's fun to dispel the myths, talk about the possibilities of what they experience, and see if you relate. If you date an air, if you date a Gemini, if you are a Gemini, or if you have um trying to get away from a Gemini. This show will hopefully help you. <laughs> My panelists, you've all heard before, they've all been on a particular one too many voices show. So it's fun to have a reunion. I don't think they've been on a show with each other before. So let's just go down the list. We're going to introduce them. Our first panelist is uh, someone who I've known for over... Uh, my lifespan, which is 35 years. And um, <laughs> uh, she's my big sis. She was on the animal show. She's an animal advocate. She is a elderly person's uh, incredible caretaker, but specifically our mother. Uh, she's my big sis, Deborah Bertrand. Deborah, are you with us? I am. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's yeah. always a pleasure. It's fun. And we'll also go over some of your guys' moon signs because I have a theory about air signs in their moons. My next uh, panelist has also been with One to Listen since almost its inception, but because of her incredible gifts and ability to be a, a delightful workaholic. She's she sculpted one to listen in so many beautiful ways. She's a friend of mine. I adore her and I'm so happy she's with us today. Please welcome psychic cat Kathleen Hall. Hi Mark and thank you for having me. I'm yeah. I'm very excited to be here. Welcome to the show. Now can you guys sit still and focus, right? All Gemini's? Okay. <laughs> my hands my hands are folded. This will be, be the challenge. Yeah, okay. I, oh Lord. I want everybody out there who prays to say a little prayer for me. All right. And last but certainly not least, she is an author. She is a host of her own radio show at one two listen.com. I've Known Betsy for she's she I give her credit for the person who introduced me to Facebook so you all can blame her for my horrible post. Um, <laughs> her book is well I'll have her announce the book because I know her show is just say yes. Betsy is your book the same title? Hi Mark, it's the book is the magic of saying yes, okay. answering your heart's true calling, which I actually have in my bookshelf to my right, which I didn't want to leave my mic to go get, but it is a gorgeous <laughs> book, and I'm really <laughs> Thank I you. know this is Betsy Gutting and Betsy we're I we're really proud of you that's something that people don't often actually get to manifest which is to mm. put their words into a form and especially gemini's who we are going to talk about it love to do that so welcome to the show Thank you so much. I'm yeah. smiling from ear to ear and ear to ear, and I'm so happy to be here with all of you. Yeah, Thank it's you. really fun. And so let's talk a little bit about the Gemini experience. As an astrologer, what I look at with Gemini's is the fact that you guys are Mercury ruled. And those of you who even know a little bit about people who are mercurial or the meaning of the planet Mercury would be that there's a lot of information that passes through their brain cells. Gemini's are known as the twins of the zodiac. They're known to be um, intelligent. They're known to be uh, able to uh, dissect and to translate information from one system to another. They're incredible interpreters and very diplomatic. They love writing, reading. They love collecting information that is useless to most of the world, but not to them. And they're notorious multitaskers. Let's find out if all those myths are true. And we're going to start out with the twin concept. And I'm just going to toss this out, see if you guys have something to say. Everyone who's ever been with a Gemini, and I mean everyone who's ever been with or knows a Gemini, knows that there's two people in there, at least. And one seems to be pretty light and fluffy and friendly, and the other needs probably a pitchfork and some flames around it to d accurately <laughs> depict it. I want to know if you guys relate to that idea. And <laughs> if if the twin is recognizable within you, and I, this is what I'm not going to call out, so if somebody wants to jump in, you jump in, and if you jump in simultaneously, I will. We'll call you out. Anybody? <laughs> we all want to be the angel, not the devil. I know. Okay, you spoke first, Kat. You'd go for it. Do you recognize the duality inside of you? And how, if you could give a name to those personalities, what would you name them? Well, 
I think uh, collectively crazy, but yes, I do recognize it. And quite honestly, I think because we're so busy, you know, when, when we're flitting about through life and, and we're taking on that side of our brain, I always say, I know I have two minds and I try to convince people that I actually have two minds or convince myself. But it wasn't up until five years ago, Mark, when I met you, that I really recognized the traits of, of the true duality of our, <laughs> of our nature. And now I recognize the angel and the devil every day of my life. So, <laughs> because I'm so uh, unwilling to point it out, right? I mean, absolutely. Ridiculous. But no, I, I do. I feel there is a, a very light and, and we, I think we're lighthearted to some degree. And then, uh, you know, within minutes or, or hours, I think the other side of it is quite serious and very productive and practical. And, and there, there are, uh, it's a dichotomy of, of, uh, you know, change. It, it, there's always something else uh, taking place, I, I think, from moment to moment. So I, I don't really know how to put it into words. I wouldn't want to be any other person. And, I'm actually proud to be a Gemini and want to come back as as one again and again. Yeah, okay, that's awesome. Deb, you recognize the twins inside of you? Oh, yes. What do they yes, look like? Yes, I do. Well, you know what? One is Vanessa. <laughs> and the other, so the other is Deborah. The other know. is Deborah. Deborah is like Pollyanna. You know, she's always lighthearted. Vanessa is like this vamp. <laughs> and and so Vanessa always she always outweighs poor Deborah's mind. Okay, <laughs> she does. And I thought it was interesting. You said in one of your Power Peaks, maybe in 2012, that most of the serial killers come under the sign of blah 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 and Gemini. And I said, you know what? He's right. Sometimes I feel like killing. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa feels like killing. Let's give her yes, credit. Yes, 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 yes. Vanessa feels like killing sometimes. That's but Deborah, Deborah takes over, and she's like the moral, high-valued twin. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, there's always something. There's always a fight between them. All right, so the people listening know that if you need the nice Quinn to come out of Deb, call for Deb, not Vanessa. Okay, hey Betsy. The, oh my uh, gosh, I love this question, Mark. I love <laughs> and I love hearing what Deb and Kat how they're experiencing their twins. Yes, of course. Um, so my the lighthearted part of me just wants to have fun. You know that ex- that expression, girls just want to have fun. Yes. Oh, I could totally relate to that. Just give me a dance floor and earth, wind, and fire, and I would just be in total bliss all the time. Nice. And then the other part of me, I would call her drudgery. Mm. She's just like, everything is hard. This is going to take a long time. We need to do our work. No one else is going to do it. I'm alone. Nobody likes me. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, and how long does each like do what, what triggers the appearance of one of the twins? For example, is it like, uh, is it something that can change that? Can you be like the lighthearted Betsy? And then all of a sudden drudgery Betsy shows up because somebody mentioned the taxes aren't due or something like that. Or how's it work? Well, it's true if you mention the taxes and it's before April, then I'll probably feel uh, thud <laughs> in my heart. But, um, you know, the the thing that I'm so grateful for now, Mark, is that, you know, just obviously the, the inner work that we've all done, all of us doing this work, right? Now I know that the lighthearted, playful part of me is what helps me do the work. And it, it like the drudgery is not um, helpful in any way, shape or form, and that I can ask for help and I can get support. So, you know, I think that um, what triggers it, uh, life, life can trigger it. Yeah. But it's but but I'm learning to approach things to give myself. It's for me. It's all about giving myself what I really need, and just though that's why my shows just say yes. You know, I have to learn to give myself permission to have fun, which is funny. For I'm curious if if the other Gemini is like have to work to have fun. But I mean, it seems ridiculous, but I do. I have to be like, like, okay, now I'm going to let myself go dancing. What the moon do you have, Betsy, just for clarification? Cancer moon. You're a cancer moon. Okay, let's find out. Kat, you got to have some, you got to have some productivity to get some play in or no? Uh, well, yes, I absolutely do, Betsy. I, I, and I agree with okay. you. And I have an, I have an Aries moon, but it is very typical of of me to really go through a, a tremendous process of guilt before I leave my work to put on my dancing shoes and go play. And, uh, and I really 
have to, you know, I, I convince myself for hours, even to the point of anxiety at times that, yes, you have to take these two hours for yourself and go dancing, you know, get out there. Yeah. And I, I love music as well. So and then once I once it happens, I, I come back rejuvenated and refreshed and ready to go again. So, yes, I, I agree with you. I have to really work hard to be able to give myself the time to play. Deb, what about you? You got does Vanessa get to go have to get some work done before she goes and parties? Uh, yes, you know, actually, my days I don't like to waste a minute. It's very difficult for me to yep. just sit and chill, and so my days have to have meaning to them. Um, I have to be doing something in the house or with mom or something that is um, that I'm achieving, mm. and then Vanessa says at the end of the day. Get your butt out and go dancing. But I don't have to go out to dance. I don't know if you guys do this, but I play music in my house and I dance in the day by myself yeah. here. I love it. In front yes, of the dog. Absolutely. In front of I, the dog I, with his tail I, wagging. I have Club Cat over here. I, I say it's Club Cat. I turn my office into a nightclub and I, I dance too. That's amazing. Uh, me I too. love that. Oh, so, okay. So then the I, I see now this is something that in the polarity split that we – are making history to the world is that Gemini's the twins aren't random. They actually do have a controlled substance of when they come out and not. So that's really interesting. Now, some of the other belief systems and some of the other um, things that I've witnessed personally, because a lot of my previous roommates are Gemini's, um, they were notorious hoarders uh, because it was like um, not like what you see on TV, the ones that are demented. But like, I don't want to throw that magazine out because that article someday I am going to reference it. And so every Gemini I've ever been with had closets of shit that was like, are you kidding me? But now, do you relate to this? Are you guys like hoarders? Not? Are you? No, I, no, no. Okay. Absolutely not. I hate clutter and it goes out. If I don't need it, it goes. And it's always been that way. Always been that way. Never. Hold okay, Kat, you? I have a I have a hoarding thing about clothes and I still wear things from I from when I was 17 years old. Okay. I, I bring out the, the vintage. Okay, idea. so clothes, Betsy? Okay, my thing is it has to be in the closet. I, I like Deb. I, I don't like clutter. But if you open up my closet and you went through it, you'd say you don't need these journals from 1986. And uh, you don't need – so me, it's all about paper, Mark. Yes, I might need those papers. I might need that workshop thing that I did, you know – at the beginning of my career. Ha ha. I love that. That is so good. Now, see, the, and Deb has a Sag moon, which we didn't get to bring up. So we have an Aries moon, a Sag moon, and the phone you hear in the background, Deb is our mom. And hope she, she usually doesn't call the direct Mary. number, but yeah, lovely Mary. Hi, Mama. We love um, Mary. But, so she'll try the other six numbers and then maybe she'll run back around. But um, okay, so what about the idea of useless information? Are you guys like, do you relate, do you absolutely love the kind of hints from Halloween thing, like t tricks and tips of the trade that maybe nobody thinks of, because that tends to be a really Gemini thing. The information encyclopedia. Anybody? I'm like a I'm like a sponge for that kind Any, of stuff. If, yes. Oh my. Well, I'm like love to be at my home, mm -hmm. and um, I don't know where that comes from, but anyway, with the Sag Moon. But it's I in, love to be in, in my home. Of your, it's in the fourth house of Cancer, just by the way. That's a great clarification because I'm okay. glad you said it. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Um, I love to be in the home, and anything that I can do to save money, um, I will. Mm. So I, I love to look at things on how to clean using natural things. I'm, I'm a real naturalist. So, yes, those types of things do interest me. Well, I have to say you have a um, – from experience, you, uh, you have an encyclopedia of information. If, if you're – like if you call Deb and you have some kind of ache or pain going on, she immediately has – Oh, try this. And every time you get into something new, like now you're kind of into homeopathy, uh, you'll have a reference or a thing like cod liver oil for the eyeballs, um, kind of thing like that. So, yeah, I have to say you are a collection of information. Yeah. And Love it. Yeah. Betsy, you? Uh, I love to research, Mark. I'm totally like, you know, the Gemini lifelong learner thing mm -hmm. I can really relate to. I wouldn't say um, trivial information, though. It's more like once it like if I'm if I want to 
lose weight eating kale. I'll read everything that I can about that. <laughs> you you know, but it. it's yeah. like it's purpose driven. It's definitely purposeful. Well, every Gemini would say that trivia would be the judgment from the outside. Like it's like, <laughs> why are you learning that? But I mean, I'm not me. I mean, I it absolutely is important in the moment. That's what makes you guys sponge for it. But outsiders would say, why are you reading about kale? But you're oh, like, because yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know every bit of information. Kat, do you relate to that? I do in a, in a little bit of a, a different An way. way. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I take information. I, I have a ton of people in my world through friends, clients, one-on-one relationships, and very long-term associations that I gather information from people day and night. And on top of that, I, I too spent a lifetime, you know, with education on many different realms and in many different areas. And people would never know, you know, because I've been a psychic for so long, they would never know what, you know, the other avenues of, I mean, you know, I'm an arborist, state certified and, and an aerobics instructor and a, and a, you know, retired realtor. And I've, I've retired from so many things. So my information comes definitely from life experience and from my connections with other people. Well, when you're I, on your search for knowledge or like what, yes. like what is your, what passions you to get information? What do you like really, what, what would we find you on Google searching mostly or in this moment, let's say? It, I think it depends on what right now it's about relationships because I'm always looking for information to bring back to uh, my clients or the issues that are coming towards me through through my connections with the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I do not do and I refuse to do is take information from uh, the exterior world in that I do not want to be influenced psychically in any way. So I purposefully shut myself off. And, you know, even being on Facebook, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I, I communicate on my page. I do put things out there. And, but I'm, I don't go and search because I'm so careful to not be um, swayed in, in any way in, in, in our practical lives. I, I think it's very difficult for for me, I do not want to be informed, so to speak, about anything taking place when I'm working with people and I'm reading for people because I really do like to stay in that psychic place. Hmm. So I have a very, I have a very uh, split personality in that regard as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, you gave me a couple segues that we can move into. Let's move in really quickly to um, um, relationships. Uh, we'll start, we'll move over to Deb and see what is, what is this thing about Gemini's and relationships first? And are any of you in one right now? Cause I have a feeling you're not. And what the hell is that? Okay. First of all, I have a Gemini Venus. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. Um, <laughs> and my Mars is in Scorpio. Do I have to say anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the public we do. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, relationships. Um, not in one currently, but I have lots of male friends. What do okay? they say? What would they say about you? What would your, what would your past relationships say that was the Gemini and part of you? What, what is it? Is it that you get bored very easily? Is it oh, that- yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, I do get bored very easily. If, if you don't keep it lively and interesting, I'm out of there. I can't. I cannot do boring. Interesting. I and it's that. also easy for me to go in from one relationship that's ended into another. Only one time in my life did I have a really hard time, and it took me years to get over it. But the rest of my life, it's been really easy to just move on. And do often, as a as a stereotype, Gemini's tend to say that their exes become friends. Is that common? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Hey, Betts, what's hey, going on hi. in the love world? Okay, so I, like Deb, I have lots of male friends that I'm so grateful. I have lots. I mean, I love people. I'm, you know, if you're going to write to me, I'm going to, like I said to you once, Mark, don't write back to me again because I'm going to write back to you. <laughs> it's got to stop You know, here. someone has to stop this. So, um, I mean, I just love um, people. And in terms of, no, I'm not in a relationship right now. Um, I was dating someone for, who loved to dance, which was so much fun for the last um, three months, maybe. But that amicably, um, you know, we just weren't right for each other. So in terms of uh, why not? Um, okay, I have what I would say high standards. I'm not going to settle. I was married for 22 years. You know, the um, 
a lot of people think Geminis are flighty and they don't settle down. I cannot relate to that at all. Maybe because I have Capricorn in the seventh house mm-hmm. of partnerships, but I'm like, I'm such a devoted and dedicated partner. So for me, it has to be really, really right to, um, or, or I will just um, give so much to the relationship and, you know, my career, my work, working with people, clients and what I do is so important to me that, um, you know, unless really the right person comes along, my work is always going to be front and center. Are you um, uh, bored easily in the relationships? I wouldn't, I don't relate to that. I don't relate to bored easily. I want to have fun. I want to dance. I want, you know, people used to say to me, well, you can't expect to have a guy who's going to love dancing. So not true. I don't believe that at all. I just had this great time with this person who loved to dance. So I'm just a huge proponent proponent of not settling. But of course, Cancer Moon, you know, well, is and going, what's the way, what's the hold up here, Betsy? Let's get something going. Absolutely up. right. And the Capricorn right? <laughs> on the seventh would say, what's the purpose of this relationship? And if there isn't one, let's move exactly. on. Exactly. I have yeah. to be inspired. Yeah, so it does yeah. matter. And uh, so mm-hmm. uh, Deb is a Leo rising, which makes Aquarius her seventh house. So her relationships are going to not be the standard type. And then Kat, we have you as a Virgo rising with Pisces on the seventh. What how, what is a relationship story around the summary? Like, how are you? Um, many lovers bored easily? Um, no, I, I actually relate to both Deborah and Betsy because I'm I am both. a Gemini. Uh, I am a Gemini, <laughs> and I <laughs> I am in a relationship with my polar opposite, being Sagittarius. And I will say honestly, it's on again, off again, as as a uh, I want to be as honest as I can be. And it is the first relationship, I think, in a, in a very long time that has brought me back to both sides of myself. And at the same time, I have many, many male friends. Every single one of my previous relationships or lovers are my dear friends. Mm. And I I really do believe that everyone comes in. In our life for so, you know I want to add this to to my statements Mark because you are the one who <laughs> awakens me to my true self in that <laughs> for right now <laughs> yeah for right now we always add at the end for I Gemini's know, whatever you say just add for right now <laughs> or at this moment <laughs> so at this moment uh, no I I don't you know it, it it is what it is and every relationship that I have with Pisces um, being, you know, Saturn and Chiron conjunct in my seventh house, it has been uh, a journey for me of exploration and experience and, and love. I, I really love, like, like Betsy said, you know, there's no nonsense with me. If you're with me, I, I, I really do get dedicated and committed. And, and then there's the whole other side when I'm, I'm not feeling that way. So <laughs> I go to extreme sides. There's no question about it, but so I, you- I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for every experience I've had that way. Well, I notice I want the audience listening on to notice that this the Gemini's of the one of the few panels we have who know a little bit about everything, right? They all reference their charts. They all know like this little bit of information they got to keep an eye on. And speaking of which, how do you all relate to um, not being able like communication on a scale of one to ten? How important is it in any everything you do? I mean, for real, because I mean, like, could somebody say, well, I used to write a little article and I said, if you want to punish a Gemini in my book, Love Scopes, you want to punish a Gemini, say, we'll talk about it later and never talk about it. (laughs) Do you agree that that's a punishment (laughs) of sorts, not having the communication? It is the, it is the biggest issue in my relationship. Yeah. Communication, right? The opposite, you know, the opposite sign, you know, uh, the... Sag. You know, yeah, he, he's a Sagittarius and, you know, I want to talk about it and he doesn't want to talk about it. Mercury and Scorpio, right? The hot, He's hiding. So, uh, yes, I, I feel very frustrated by that. There's no question. Anybody else? Oh, I agree. It's, this yeah. is Betsy. I agree. It's, it's every, communication is everything to me. And my mom used to say that. She would say, um, you're just tired. You need to go to bed and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Knowing full well we were never going to talk about it. And absolutely, <laughs> it drove me nuts. So, Mark, um, communication, my, my feeling is communication can heal everything. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Deb, you on board with that? I am on board. I just want to say that... It's the number one thing in life 
it is the most important thing. There's so much that's misconstrued, and I really I'll hate emails because emails are the worst. You can't you can't hear a voice. You can't. I mean, exclamation marks, whatever. They're they're misconstrued. But yes, it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. It is, and I think I have a solution for that. Being somebody who lives on email and has many that come through, um, always assume that the person is um, <laughs> speaking in a very kind way, even if they're screaming at you, that they're, they're misunderstanding something. And so I when, have to laugh. You just, I know. Even though, because when you're responding to it, you realize that you can settle them down by just going, you know, oh, I, I see that there was a misunderstanding or there is something wrong. With it. So that, that was something that really helped me is just assume that they get like the, give them a, a gimme, give them that one as a gimme. And the second time they respond, if it's still mean, then you can, I'll have, you can, you can let go. I, now, go ahead. I love the word misconstrued because I feel that is a very prominent word for Gemini. And, and I, I, I speak, I'm sure for the males and the females, but I feel misconstrued often because not meaning to do it when we are split in a certain way in a moment, you know, I, I feel, I feel misunderstood or misconstrued quite frequently. You, do, you know what I mean? Like, because my mind may be in a hundred different places or I'm already processing a hundred yards ahead of where I am in this moment. So I, I feel, I feel it does bring about a little confusion. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I think misunderstanding is the being understood. Here's the thing about Gemini's. <clears throat> the difference between you and Sag, your opposite is Sag's don't necessarily care if information comes back to them. Sag's like to inspire with their words. So they'll get on their soapbox and they'll talk for hours sometimes in the hopes of inspiring you or they'll elicit a response of inspiration. Typically, Gemini's require a response. Therefore, what is often a, a, um, a, a misunderstanding about Gemini's is that they're just chatterboxes. In truth, they're actually one of the few signs who are ready to listen. Disagree? Agree? Anybody? Oh, I'm always ready to listen. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, I love to listen. Yeah. You've got the floor. Yeah. See, and I think that's the big thing that we – that's a myth we can bust about the Gemini experience is this um, – the, the desire to understand, which makes you all great translators. And many Geminis are some professional translators. They get in the middle of a room. And the thing about Gemini is to be a moderator or a mediator is mm-hmm. another gift you guys have where you hear both sides of the story. And then you translate it to the other side. So making you guys all about language and all about um, dialogue and dialect. Um, In terms of your abilities, do you all all agree that you are capable of multitasking? Absolutely. (laughs) Without question. Without question, right. Yes. Betsy, do you agree with that? I burn things sometimes. I have to admit, you know, I'm still working on the cooking while doing Facebook, while um, talking, I'll, I, I have burned, um, I burn water actually, which is highly unusual, <laughs> but yes, I do. I have a desire to be efficient. <laughs> that's really, that's not surprising. Now, are you, do you all find yourselves, um, uh, uh, nervous about discussing feelings? Let's get on the feeling topic. Have you, like I wrote once that it's like nails on a chalkboard for Gemini to be in a relationship. The person goes, but I don't know what you feel and, or do you love me or why are you acting so bad? And, and ma- a sort of forced introspection. Th- let's talk about that a little bit. What is it like to get a Gemini to discuss feelings? Some of you love it, but what is it that triggers the get me out of here response? Anybody have a thought on that? Kind of spur of the moment um, depth com- dialogue. I don't think I ever say "get me out of here." I, I'm the I'm the one that usually wants to do the talking and explaining and discussing my feelings. It's usually depending on what the other sign is difficult for someone else to get their feelings out. Is what I find. Okay, and have you ever? Has it always been in a situation uh, where? Is that true for people who you find love you more than you love them? Because I think that's a Gemini thing too. They'll all, you always hear a Gemini go, I think the, the scales are kind of imbalanced with love. But, but do you find that people who um, – like a best friend, not even a relationship, who is always watching your feelings and want to know, is that a trigger is it, or is, is that maybe just for men, Gemini? Well, let's find out. I, I have something to say to this because you made a, re- a very valid point in that when – 
I don't have a problem discussing feelings when I love someone for real. Like mm-hmm. when I'm really in love with someone, I will express myself to the umph degree and I'm not afraid of it. Nor do I want to slight anyone or leave doubt in anyone and, and things like that. So I'm very open that way. But when I feel someone, <laughs> if, I, if I am in a dating phase or if I feel someone is coming after me and they want to get a little glommy or they want to get deeper, I can't even look, you know, I have a hard time looking <laughs> somebody in the eye. I'm like, now get me out of here, you know, or, you know, and I, I've been accused of being a man in a woman's body. So I I definitely have a, you know, I go both sides of the fence with it as well. Well, that's good because I, I think that's what I'm getting to. There's something that will trigger a ooh because Geminis yeah. are mutable air and it might not be in relationship. It could be a friendship, but something might go, ooh, I don't want to be in this. This is too uncomfortable for me. It's too heavy. It's too, maybe somebody who's depressed and a Gemini, you know, being in that room with somebody who's just committed to their own misery. I guess that's uncomfortable for everybody, but the Geminis that I know who, what might be a circumstance where you just need to go a break from this person. It might be like a long break, like four months away. Is there a situation that you all relate to like that at all? I I do. Yeah? Okay. I definitely do. This is Betsy. I agree with Kat that if it's not, if it it doesn't feel, you know, sometimes I've had those experiences where people are madly in love with you before they even know you. Yeah. And you just know that can't be. And it's like, that's an ooh, because, because no, you don't even know me. And so, um, that, but you know, in terms of the discussing feelings, I my kids will tell you, Mama always wants to talk about your feelings like too much, but maybe that's right. my Cancer Moon, Cancer Rising. Well, the processing, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a process. I think there's a little bit of a difference. You guys are re- referencing the desire to process and the dialogue and to understand and communicate. So, you f- the need to be understood is a definite Gemini drive and motive. There is also the part that I think might get triggered is if somebody, for example, wants, uh, let's say one of the twins to be there more like they meet the first twin, like they meet Vanessa and they, they want (laughs) Vanessa there all the time. But Deb shows up and goes, what the hell? We, this house is yeah. a mess, right? That's what I mean. About- <laughs> Vanessa's having all the fun. Yeah, Vanessa's having all the fun. And now then the people who meet you, they want that twin more than they, you know, they, that's who you are. And you're like, nah, that ain't me today. And it might, like, it might roll like that. Because I think that is the heart and soul of some of the main problem within the Geminian, the Geminian relationship is the desire of the partner to hold you to this. That's what it is. It's to box you guys in. See, and I think that's a nightmare for Gemini. This, let's find out if this is true. To be pigeonholed as this is who you are. And it's like, oh, I mean, they just put you in a box. Go ahead. Don't mistake kindness for weakness. Yeah. Because we are, I believe, we can be kind and, and we'll give everything. And then all of a sudden you start realizing, wait a minute, this person thinks I'm a fool, you know, or this is what happens to me. And then all of a sudden that other twin comes out and chops their head off and it's like, whoa, who is that? Wait a minute. I thought you were a nice person. You know, that I get that. I mean, I, I, I do that. And my children, you know, even the way and, and my children address me one of two ways. They'll say, okay, thank you, mommy. Or now they'll say, you know, in the last five years, they'll go, oh, thank, oh, right, psychic cat, whatever you say. So they, they address me as mommy or psychic cat, depending on what mood depending I'm in. Depending on which credit yeah. card you handed them. They know when I'm in the psychic cat mode and they know when I'm in the mommy mode, you gotcha. know, very, you know, but which, if they, they overstep the boundary, they're going to, you know, that, that other twin's going to get them. Yep. But this brings us to one thing. They accept you. They love you, Kat, and they know you. And so in a relationship, if someone truly loves you and knows you, I don't have a problem with it at all. And you're asking a Leo rising if, <laughs> if you, if you want to go away and feel boxed in by someone that cherishes you, I do not. Right. I welcome it. You know, exactly. I but it. conversely, this is the most important point. I think if you've been boxed in as a bitch or if you've been boxed in as a not nice person and they just see that, then I think Gemini's are like, get me out of here. Not, and, and I know people are saying, well, anybody, would. I think if they see you as just an accountant, if they just see you as a psychic, if they just see you as an author, one formula, I think being boxed in for a Gemini sort of like eliminates 
all these other facets of you that people aren't seeing. And personally, I think that's been frustrating or can be frustrating. That's extremely true. They think it's one way and it's like, wait a minute, there are so many other stories to this book. That's what I said. And I think that's the trigger for you guys getting bored. Uh, And the trigger to being bored is somebody only sees the one dimension and they don't invite the other one out to play or they don't have tolerance for the other one. Like you said, Mark, we want to be understood. We want to be seen. And we, I, I don't, I, I don't know how the other women, and my guess is we all know c- that we are complex and we're, we're not afraid of that. In fact, we might even, you know, really appreciate that about ourselves. I do. Yeah. I definitely do too. Yeah. I think that, yeah. um, Deb, I'm thinking for you that if somebody, that if you think about any of your friendships at all that you needed a space, needed space from, I would suspect it had something to do with, the, on a core level, a perception they had or they were holding that was about you. That's just a hunch. But do you think it find, that might be true or not? Well, with me, I want to prove him wrong. See, I, I really want to just fight and say, you know, okay, I don't say it with words. I say it with actions. And then I become what I am. And if it's the opposite of what they think, then they'll know in due time because I want to prove them wrong. If, you know, I mean, I do. I can so relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so serious. I don't run. I don't run, Mark. I'm I'm a fighter. If I want something, I'll fight. Okay. So at what point is it when, because I've known you throughout the years to not speak to people like you're just done. Is it done because they've, what was the violation? And I, and I think, assuming it has something to do with a perception about you, but think about what that might be. Because I know that, um, I know all the Geminis in my life have dropped people and it's almost like, okay, done uh, with that. Go ahead. I have one word answer for that. Yeah. Judgment. Their judgment if, on you. Yes. That's if what they I ju- think. If I am judged by someone in my life, I will never speak to them again. And I, I know this sounds cold and I, I am not apologizing for it. If I feel criticized or judged by someone who truly doesn't know me and Unfortunately, in my world, it has been many memories. I will never speak to you again, and I will never look back. And I I cannot stress this enough about my personality. And I have people in my world where I know if they accept and they appreciate, because they have all the information about me, or maybe maybe no one will ever have all the information about me, but they don't judge me, and I feel that, and I'm accepted, I'm fine. But if they judge me in one moment, I cannot help what happens to my being and I will never be able to, I, I freeze. I cannot go back to that ever. Anybody follow that or agree with I that? I can relate to, the, you know what I can relate to, um, Mark and Kat and Deb, I can relate to if if you use something that I shared with you against me, like, you know, we are, we're open, we have tender hearts. And we share, we share, I share everything with the people that I care about. And then if, and it's like what Kat said, judgment. And then if you come back and say, you know, this is the thing that you do that, you know, is whatever, it's the same criticism. It's like, no, no, that's, that's not fair. It just feels like, you know, because I love you for all of your parts. I love you for all the parts you judge about yourself. And I want that. I want you to love me for all the parts that, you know, may not be so pretty also. Gotcha. Okay. So, so we're getting into the idea of, um, Gemini and sort of like, what is it that you all identify with? Because really, because you're mutable air, a lot of your identification is going to come in your exchange with people and how they are the perception, which is a mercurial function perception, how you're seen. So what would you say is, uh, or would we all agree? Do we have an agreement that, um, after somebody you just burned off, every one of you guys, because you're Gemini and because you're mutable air, is it likely that no matter how ferocious cat sounded that she burnt somebody off that give it a year and they come up, they say one nice thing and you all might be open to another dialogue in a round two, maybe around three, maybe around four. Is that how it works or no. relate to that? No, absolutely not. When you're done, you're done. I'm Dep- done. Depending on how long I felt taken advantage of or judged or, you know, I, I have two ways to do it. I'm cut and dry or I'm a slow burn. And But there is something that shuts down in me that will never allow me to go mm-hmm. back. I will say, however, with my Saturn and Chiron and my seventh house, my, my partnerships or my intimate relationships, I have never not 
allowed someone back in my world as a friend ever. Wow, I see. This ever. is news to me. This is great, right. you guys. Right. I but have that- never. I, I love everybody, and that's just the bottom line. So I will always forgive in that way. But outside of that, other people don't really have a chance. They don't have a chance if they mess up. That's what you're saying. Right. I mean, yes. I, I mean, I, I have forgiven people and taken them back to some degree if I have to. No, I, I, I really am. I'm looking at both sides of it right now in my mind, but. I honestly have cut people out cold, and I and I know that's harsh, but they don't even understand. I think at the time what's happening because they're so used to you being a certain way. I, I where's your you Mars? Know, Do you know where your Mars? Oh yeah, is? my Mars is in Gemini. Okay, okay. So Deb, you relating to that one? Never. All right. Again. What I, what what I want to say <laughs> is that I want to be treated the way I treat people, and I strive every day to be nice to people. And so here, the relationship, friend or romantic, whatever it is, one move bad toward me with ill feelings or talk to me in a certain way, it has mm-hmm. to do with respect and appreciation of how I'm treating them. Mm-hmm. And if I get burned that way or you start talking mean to me or something happens and they're a flare-up, I'm like, done. I'm done. Wow. Okay, Betsy, you? Really? Yeah, respect. I can really relate to the respect yeah. um, desire for that big time. Mm-hmm. And I have some friends in my life that I'm thinking about as you're talking about it, Mark, people who I've just realized it's about discernment for me. Like, you know, I, I'm totally open. I give and I give. I love you and I love you. Mm-hmm. And then I start to realize that it's, it's more of a – that I'm not receiving – the same thing back, like Debbie um, yes. yeah. yeah, and so I might, so I won't, you know, if they come back, I'll be kind. I will do the forgiveness like um, the other women are saying. However, I'm discerning to know that that doesn't mean that it's good for us to spend time together anymore. And, and I think, you know, I, t- I completely agree with you, Betsy and Deborah, in that I think it's because we can, we have a capacity to give and to give freely. And I, and I know for myself, you know, I open my heart, my, my, my world, my everything. And I'll, I, I sacrifice a lot to do it, even though I don't feel like that when I'm doing it, because I have no measure on how much I want to give to someone. And at the same time, when, you, when we are hurt, this is one, you know, point of misunderstanding, I think, when it comes to us that we don't have feelings. I think we have enormous um, depth and I feel our, you know, we get, we are deeply hurt by any kind of betrayal or um, disrespect or, you know, being um, misappreciated or, and I, and I use the word unrequited because I have visited that a few times in my life and, and, and always, you know, on the other side of it, we understand, but I think the pain is a lot deeper than people really would expect. Well, there's a certain mm-hmm. irony to the fact that you guys <clears throat> desire to be understood. It's a very important factor. But I would imagine that most of the disagreements and come from a misunderstanding of like imagine that you guys are in your in your fun, friendly Gemini mode when you're in exchanging with somebody and then they meet the not so friendly one. And what if their thing is like, I've been betrayed and they come at you with that sense of like, wow, you know, how dare you be this way to me? And then you guys are like, what? what? So it brings the question. Well, it brings the question is your awareness. Is it possible that you guys have shifted into a different <laughs> state of mind and not have any clue that you're there? And don't I, call us stupid. Tester. Okay. Are, do you all, Deborah and Betsy, I want to ask you this because I, this is another, I'm confessing my sins here. I, I am a huge tester. If uh-huh. I feel I'm in the space that someone is, uh, I, I'm very suspicious by nature. I'm paranoid by nature. I, you know, the OCD comes to play being a psychic. And, and if I have the slightest hunch that somebody's going to try to pull the wool over my eyes, I will test it and challenge it without them knowing to see what the outcome is going to be. Do either of you do that? Because, And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you some rope here, but they don't know that. And then at the other side of it, I'm like, cut off. You know, do you ever do that? Do you test people? 
to, to test yeah. their loyalty. I've watched I've watched myself test people, and I <laughs> and I see that it doesn't bode well for my relationships, Cat. So yes, yes. I, I mean, it's something I that because we want that trust so so much, yes. you know. So yeah, I've done it, and then I see um, how I'm putting a roadblock in front of it. But that trust is is so important. Well, I think we can clarify this a little bit. Sometimes the test is not so direct because you have access to it. You can text and you can Facebook. and But I think it might be like, let's say I can picture uh, Deb, for example, being friendly to somebody, dropping a sweet little note. The test is in how they respond. For example, it might not be a conscious test, but if they respond nicely and open and encouraging, okay, good. That person seems to be in this category and nice. Or if they don't, if it's kind of curt or they don't acknowledge it, then they fail a certain test. So does that make any more clarity in terms of testing? Is it sort of something that um, you guys do unconsciously as well? I mean, because you're information junkies, right? You're reading people like books here. We got to really give Gemini's credit for the sense of information that's being processed in their brains you guys notice and uh, theoretically it should be said you notice everything is that do you yes we do we notice everything and i think without trying i always say the universe delivers truth on a silver platter and somehow and i and i i I'm sure you will, will both agree, even when, because we're, we're in a place of awareness, we're soaking it up like a sponge, our minds are going a mile a minute, and yet somehow from the outside of somewhere, even not realizing it's happening, something will come and hit us in the side of the head, or even, I say us because I speak like I'm two people, I am, and <clears throat> you know I'll get hit in the side of the head with something I wasn't even looking for, but the information is just handed to me. I do not have to leave my chair day or night. And it just comes at me. And it's a truth that I may have needed or I may have, you know, I, I, I just, I didn't ask for it. It just comes to me. So, you know, I feel blessed for that. I really do. Anybody else? Every- comments? I yes. love that I notice everything. My kids hate it. You're- <laughs> okay. So would you agree with the fact that because you guys are noticing everything, that one of the dangers of being a Gemini, one of the things that we might advise you is you how you put together what you notice could make or break the the next outcome. So in other words, put you notice this thing happening, you don't miss a trick, but if you summarize it in a certain way, then you could make <laughs> or break the decision for whether or not that you're ever going to know this person or this situation was good or bad for you. So your brain is phenomenally powerful in its ability to change how you perceive something. So I guess I uh, I don't know if you all are aware of that or not, but your perception of what you how you conclude the story is going to be 90% effective. That person did it on purpose. They didn't. It was a mistake. It was an error. So I guess that makes you even more big information junkies. Does it kind of make sense what I'm saying? What makes sense to me, Mark, is that you're, what I hear you say is that, that we can, what I, my experience has been, I can make my life, the, the perfection doesn't exist except, you know, our, our spiritual state, of course, but, uh, seeing people in their, um, honestly, in their, uh, pure love state (laughs) helps me and seeing myself that way helps me because I do love people and I do want to have relationships. And at the same time, I have to be discerning because, Sometimes it just doesn't make sense uh, to go forward with someone. I don't know if that answers your question, but no, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I it's yeah, a, to it, change the story, change the story to something beautiful. Well, what if the person never got your email, or what if they're you know that what if, and they, exactly you might conclude with they just completely ignored me. I know you know that that was really rude or that kind of thing. How where are you guys at with? Um, uh, telling the truth. I mean, are you freaks about the truth? Are you, <clears throat> you feel like the truth can hurt other people? And, and let's, let's go the round table on this. Deb, let's start with you. Where are you at with absolute honesty? Or do you feel like people aren't ready to hear what your truth is? It doesn't matter to me if they're ready. I'm honest to a fault, truthful to a fault. It's important to me. So you just, a- absolutely. here it is, the absolute yeah, truth. Here it is right on the table. Conversely, how are you about lying? with people how are people lying you being lied to oh i hate it absolutely i do not appreciate it at all because i would not do that to somebody and is that a deal breaker is uh, or oh absolutely oh it's trust yes gone go okay. absolutely okay betsy where are you with um on uh, telling the truth telling the truth is really um it's it fosters our connection 
and I want connection more than anything. So yes, it, I, I will tell the truth. However, if I, if I realize that the person is just not going to be in my life and, um, then I may tell it in a way that's not hurtful to them. But if I'm invested in the relationship, then it's really important to me that there's honesty on both sides. And like Deb said, yeah, if I'm being lied to, then there goes the trust. Mm. And I can tell mm. if I'm well, being lied my, to. My, <laughs> my, yeah, me too. That's a problem. But my and, – and even when I try to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, the truth comes out anyway. And, and, I, and that's a real pet peeve. But at the same time, for me, being a psychic, I have had um, people try to lie to me on many different occasions and what bothers me more than anything else is the disrespect of who I truly am of my whole being being a psychic in this world for so long. I really get aggravated by that. And I'm like, okay, you think I'm, you know, I, I, I do the, do you think I'm an idiot or don't, you know, I, I've been accused of, you know, you're crazy. That's not true. You can't know that. And then I'll find out a few days or a few weeks or even a few months later that it was absolutely true. And I have learned over time to back up my psychic impressions with practical information. So it is not unlike me to go a little deeper in a practical sense to prove someone, you know, that I would, I, I have to feel like I have stated my case and that, listen, this was not just my psychic impression and I'm crazy. This is my truth because you lied and here's your information in black and white or on paper or whatever, wherever I get it. So, And what about I, you I, telling the truth? Where are you at with no, telling the truth? No, I have to tell the truth. You do tell the and, truth. And I, have to, and I sometimes have to hurt people to tell the truth mm-hmm. because I feel in, in my profession or in our profession yeah. as, as guides and psychics – I mean, I'm under pressure a hundred percent of the time when I when I'm well. Even outside of your profession, I think that there's a Geminian thing about the true sense of connection. If you can't tell I, the truth, then you all can't feel connected. Yes, right, you, exactly. you absolutely have to. Uh-huh. But I, and and I feel and I, and I don't like anybody hiding anything from me either because I will find out. <laughs> I have a feeling that you guys all feel a certain kind of um, – here's what I my picture of it is. Geminis are kind of kids uh, of the Zodiac. They're playful. They're lighthearted. But they have enough wisdom to be old and wise and mature. And But they do love a certain youthfulness. And, and part of a true exchange of friendship is when the, mercur- the Mercury's – engage and a Gemini can just flow with information. They talk and, and it, and, and in the good sense, it's gossipy, but it's not harmful. And in, and in the great sense, it's um, about life or information that they know and they feel this exchange. And when they feel that trust, it just flows. And so I think that's how my picture of the mercurial sense of you guys is now based on the mercury in any Gemini's chart, we'll see the nature of that communication. If the mercury happens to be in Gemini, cause mercury can only be one sign away from your sun sign. So if you're a Gemini, you have three choices. You can have a mercury in Taurus, you can have a mercury in Gemini, or you can have a mercury in cancer. And depending on where it is, it, we're going to see that level of heart centeredness from the Gemini. So I can't believe that we're kind of rounding the end of time. You guys, I know we could certainly talk forever, um, but I want to give you guys a chance to tell us about your current interests, um, communicate and get information out to the world. And if you have a tidbit of advice you want to give um, people that are listening about uh, being a Gemini, because right now uh, Gemini's have Jupiter and Gemini. So life is kind of opening for you guys. And we're at the last crescendo of it. And it's going to last well into another six months. But we're kind of getting into this sort of life has opened up. It's uh, not necessarily good or bad, but it's opened up uh, an expansion. And it's open, a lot of doors opened up. Not, not a, they don't always look like money or opportunities, but it looks like a new horizon. Let's, uh, if any advice you want to give, tell us where we can find you. Deb, let's start with you. What do you, what are some of your side interests and what do you want people to know about you and, um, some of the current interests that you have? Well, first of all, I wish Jupiter would hurry up and open something. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. You retired under your Jupiter. I'm waiting. Transit. You gave, you retired under your Jupiter transit. That's a great opening. I right? retired to a bigger job. I was, well, you expect- did. there's no question about that. You did. You okay. Did. About me. Um, I am like, um, a hub 
uh, in the middle of a wheel with several spokes going out from me. I have different interests. I feel like I am the center unit, uh, and each spoke is maybe a friend, maybe a hobby, but what I can do is relate to all of them. I always equate my personality and, and my being like a wheel. Um, I may have friends, I have so many friends, very few intimate friends, but very, but great acquaintances. Um, I'm very private. I do not do social media. I just don't want a lot of people knowing about my life. I'm just very private that way. Um, hobbies, um, dogs, um, everyone knows I lost Pierce almost a year ago, so I adopted a um, a, a nine-year-old dog the one day that I went to volunteer to the shelter. And he's been my, my joy. And um, so anyway, that's, that's me in a nutshell. I, I'd want to say one more thing. I have in my life, I've always practiced putting people on different levels. Uh, if someone comes into my life and it's serious, when that kind of fades away or I get bored or they've done something to upset me, I put them on a different level, still let them in, but not as close. I don't know if you all can relate to that, but I wanted to say that about friends and cutting them out. And, but anyway, everything's good, taking care of mama and uh, getting up each day and just loving to be here. Nice. You got Okay, so the new hobbies on the horizon, you're still engaged with <clears throat> animals, you're taking care, pretty much you're uh, taking care of our mom. Uh, has been a full-time job, no doubt about it. And other because interest- of that, because of that, I really don't have any more hobbies right now. My okay. whole days are filled with her, and I just really want to relax in the evenings. I really do. Nice, and you're doing a great job with her. She always reports what a good time Thank you guys you. are having. <laughs> hey, Betsy, what is what's going on? You got now that you're an author, you're doing a tour. Your book is so big and pretty. I mean, it's not Thank like your you, little Mark. paperbacks have really changed, huh? Or your no, paperback I- changed it. Well, you know, the book that really woke me up was The Artist's Way, and that's this bigger mm. size. And the book is really a workbook also, so people can work it. You know, it has a lot of – it has my journey in it, but I'm really leading people on their journey to cross the bridge, you know, from where they are to where they want to be. And so it was really important to me that I gave room in the book for people to write answers to the reflective questions and that they could just take it with them and have it with them. So. Thank you. My daughter designed the cover, and I love That's not love. you on the railroad tracks, is it? Yes, it's me and you oh. and all of us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, really, like, that's what I want people to feel about it, is we're all in this journey together, and take my hand, I'm leading you across the bridge. So, you know, I think Jupiter and Gemini, for me, obviously, you know, finally writing this book, because I've been wanting to write it for a number of years now, and it's really a culmination of, like, the last 10 years of my work. Um, so I think that's probably where Jum- Jupiter and Gemini came through for me. But the I other I can't really- believe you got Sark to do the, the front of it. I love her. She she endorsed my book. I love her so much too. And she um and I'm really I'm really grateful. Succulent wild that. woman. Yeah. That's I know, awesome. I know she's Good great. Job. So yeah. So the cool thing, though, with, that happened with this book is that I ended up going to Mexico based on my own inner guidance. I was led to Mexico, to Puerto Vallarta. I was there for, I went back two more times. I wrote a lot of the book there and some of the magic that happened there is in the book. And now I'm going back again this week to celebrate my birthday and to, I'm going to do a book talk in Mexico um, at their bookstore, A Page in the Sun in, in Puerto Vallarta. So I feel like what's on the horizon for me is I want to keep, I love working with clients. I love doing my life coaching and I want to keep doing that and do more of that um, by Skype and phone also so I can um, do more workshops around the world and, um, you know, just meet more people and help more people internationally. Very nice. I mean, oh, yeah. I was thinking of my sister when you're talking like that. You're going to Puerto Vallarta signing books. She's going to go pick up my mom and, and go shopping. <laughs> <in the house. laughs> well, I do that too. You know, I just had dinner with my mom for Mother's Day. So I do all that stuff too. But this is honestly, Mark, I haven't allowed – this is where the just say yes comes in for me. I haven't allowed myself nearly enough travel and – I just am really excited to to get out and do the work with a lot more people. Um, and, I mean, that's why I love doing the radio show, too. 
Yes. So, yes. and if people want to find me, you asked us to let people know it's my website is BetsyGutting.com and the book's there too. And of course, the book's available on Amazon. And, and Deb, you were going to ask something. Yeah. I was going to tell you, it's been so good to hear you and, and meet you. And I think that I need to delve into your book. Oh, thank <laughs> you. It's great to meet you. I, I really do. God. I'm going to oh, send you, you know. a copy of it because I'm going to go right now and have it uh, bought. I'm buying them from Amazon, Bets, if that's all right. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mark. Well, you know, the cool thing is I've um, been interviewed on with some of the wonderful um, hosts of, on One Two Radio and um, people and they're telling me, well, I, I got the book to do the interview, but I need this book and I'm doing the book now. So that totally lights me up. So thank you. I know. It's very sweet. And I, you guys have that uh, the Gemini um, sun cancer moon connection energetically i'm going to do a whole talk about how the placement of that moon in the house gives it the flavor of that house miss psychic cat you are one busy freak you know that you, <laughs> you are like never non-stop your gemini abilities actually for me you see people say i multitask but you're not if they know you're multitasking you're not multitasking i'm a slob yes. at it i'm really no. bad so you are i'm talking to cat I have to tell a quick story i'm talking to cat and i go we're having a an old advisor that you know from years ago come on board she's coming back and within the second cat had already texted her and just me saying that or wrote her a note it was wrote her a note and said welcome <laughs> while we're talking and so, i have wow. to stay on top of every moment since the day i met you it's crazy it's <laughs> and i am i have so much gratitude for life right now many of you know that i i it took me many years to purchase a home for my children and and I and I am really looking forward to creating some magic for for everyone out there on the planet because I never feel like I do enough and work to me is my entire world has been built around a passion that I have been for many years of my life I put on the back burner and now it's been on the front burner since I was introduced to you Mark and I appreciate it more than anything in my entire life and and so do my children but for me yeah. it's the, it's the different characters uh, of a very complex woman and the many people that I connect to day to day I just want to serve and I want to be here for everyone and I do not tire so many people say what about your sleep? Do you ever sleep? And I really don't want to waste time sleeping. I tell people I'll sleep when I'm dead, and I mean it. And I and I really day to day serial kill all those people. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's where my Aries Moon will take care of that for me. But I, it is a kaleidoscope of change, and you know, I I really embrace that. And okay, so like I and I love that, and I want to know like specifically, are you? Where can people find you? One, two, where? One. <laughs> two places three places of the one two you're, you're teaching right now you just started your psychic development class right yes my psychic development class is on sunday nights we are actually going to go uh start our series one of our three-part certification series uh over at one two academy on june 2nd at 6 p.m pacific and you have and to have taken that intro or no no, they don't have to take the intro because I was able to record and I will let it go for anyone who wants to jump on board because the series actually starts that night, June 2nd. So I'm okay. excited about that. That's I have a com. Of course, you can find me always over at onetolisten.com. And um, I've, I'm settling in, you know, it's taken me five years to, to completely settle in. And, and again, I just cannot you have be a radio show. Yes, the radio show, The Psychic Cat Show, on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific over at 12radio.com. And uh, what and about any writing? Are you doing anything? Are you announcing I, anything about writing yet? I have um, two very important projects in the works. And uh, one of them happens to be for this man that, that I know who's been a gift in my life. And he is a Hay House author. I think you, you may know him, Mark Husson. Do you know him? <laughs> or he's a freak. <laughs> I, I, I was gifted and, and honored with the um, with the the opportunity to write a little forward for him. So yeah, I am writing the forward to I, One Two Risings. That's right. One Two Rising. Oh, which, that's awesome. And yeah. and yes, I ha I will have. I I'm very excited. She about has to be that. nice to me until then. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> 
Please, we're not going to talk about manipulation. What about your own book? Yeah, we didn't even talk. We might, have to have, we might have to have a second show. The cancer show. Yeah. But, uh, my, my own book is is based on my um, my divination of tarot, which has been with me for almost my entire life uh, since I was a young child and teenager. And I've I've created the Kaleidoscope deck, or we're working on it now, and my book will be based on the system and everything that, you know, Everything ties together in life, synchronicity, symbols, signs, our, our religious beliefs, our, who we are, you know, the spiritual and the physical reality of, of living in this lifetime. So I'm really, in our and your own special gifts, everyone has a gift uh, of manifestation and, and really creating the life that they want. And they hopefully, they're, hopefully they're lucky enough, as I was, to be able to meet people who have really, really finally supported uh, what my mission in this life is. Well, and it definitely is a dance. I mean, you, everybody puts into it what they get. You've worked your ass off. You all have. I mean, I watched each of you. My sister stayed on that job with a state at, at minimal poverty level pay, in my personal opinion, raised a son, got married, kept the family going. Uh, and now is just still has to do the final part of it. I've watched Betsy go from, I mean, Betsy just came on board with her radio show. I had heard her on the radio once and I've watched her just expand in that. So you guys, what I appreciate about Gemini's, uh, so much about, cause I have Venus and Gemini's. So I have great appreciation <laughs> for the sign of Gemini, but I love the, um, the dialoguing and I love the fact that you guys can handle it. I mean, to me, it's pretty much, if you can't handle it, you take a break and you come back and, and you finish it. But um, I will always appreciate the information that comes out of the uh, Gemini people because they're they're lovers of life, in my opinion. You love uh, the people that you meet. You're curious. You're really cats, not the cat that's on the show, but you're really pussy cats when it comes to the, your behavior and your curiosity and your desire to learn more. So consequently, I have twin cats as a result because of my love of their own curious nature and their awesome ability to communicate. And I want to thank each of you for being here. And I um, know that this year isn't over for you guys. And all the Geminis listening, there's a lot more coming. But it doesn't necessarily happen when Jupiter is in Gemini. What happens is it then goes into the next sign of Cancer. And then we look to all these wonderful aspects that Jupiter left out. So Jupiter ignites you, but now you're just ready to be all the, every time a planet goes into Gemini, look for Venus in Gemini, which is coming up. Look for Mars in Gemini, which is coming up. Look for these <laughs> transits and you guys get ignited there because Jupiter basically just opens the, br brings the doors to you as they open as transits happen. So thank you all for coming. Thank you, Mark. And, yeah, this is thank awesome you, Mark. Show. Thank yeah. you so much. I thank love my Gemini so show. People are going to love this show. It's going <laughs> to <laughs> so thank you all for coming on board. We'll see you soon. You guys, this is Mark Husson. This is One Too Many Voices. And this was my Gemini show, right? We might have to have two of these. These guys are just great. Yes, thank you all for listening. Yay. Thank you. <laughs>